0: With time and greater perspective, what you will often find is the moments where you get shit whipped or you fail or you fall on your knees or you break your nose or you lose a shit ton of money and you're so embarrassed and ashamed or you're feeling such guilt and shame because you're procrastinating to no end and you have no drive, whatever these things that are happening to you. With time and greater perspective, usually those things are the very things that create the catalyst that leads you to the expansion you desire.
1: Hi everybody, welcome to another episode of Social PR Secrets. My name is Lisa Beyer and I will be your host. Today's guest, I wanna welcome Kat Howell. She is one of my all time favorite female disruptors She's an agency owner. She's an entrepreneur. She's based in Auckland, New Zealand, and she runs one of the world's largest, actually the world's largest, Facebook advertising, Facebook groups called Ad Hacks. In today's episode, we are going to talk about agency ownership, do's, don'ts, and depression. Yes, we're going to talk about getting transparent and what it's like to go through the ups and downs of really owning any type of business, whether it's an agency or small business, large business, managing a group of people, being responsible for employees, being responsible for clients, feeling very overwhelmed, we get real in this episode. And this episode is relevant whether you're an agency owner, you might work for an agency, you might work with an agency, or you might know somebody that's going through some of these same struggles, and you can apply it to your life, your business life, or maybe um, help out a friend by getting some of this advice that we talk about so let's welcome Kat Howell and I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I did namaste
2: welcome back to another episode of social PR secrets and one of my very favorite people in the whole wide world is Kat Howell she is my guest hey Kat
0: hello so excited to be here!
2: Yeah, so we just chatted for probably twenty minutes before we started recording about a lot of stuff that I want to share with our listeners who are in the digital marketing world, in the PR world, in the agency world, and you know maybe some in the entrepreneur world. And it's been like quite a challenging year for the past. 15 months, but tell me what is your new title? Cause we were just talking about, you just actually like sold your agency. So what does that look like for you right now?
0: I don't know what my title is. And it's kind of interesting because I have gotten, finally gotten to a stage in my business where it n- like no longer needs me really. I, I kind of create some content here and there. And then I'm, you know, I'm often in the group, the private groups that we have, cause I just enjoy those discussions, but I'm really not, working in the sense that I was so used to like at the throttle that I was used to and I don't really know when people ask me like what do we do now I don't really know what that title is but I founded eight loop social in 2015 and then just two weeks ago finally welcomed two new partners in which was super super excited exciting
2: so uh, yeah I don't know what the title is though <laughs> well that's okay that's okay <laughs> so just a little bit about your background so you're located in in New Zealand. And we met through baby bathwater a mm-hmm. mastermind that we're both part of, but I just was so impressed with how you grew your the Facebook ads group to, isn't it the largest Facebook advertising group in the world right now? And Yeah,
0: yeah, for sure. Yeah.
2: So can you tell us about like how you started Eight Loop and kind of like the journey of where you are
1: today?
0: Yeah, sure. So I started off like most people in the industry as freelancers and just initially sort of learning as I went, it was the digital marketing space. Everything was so new and fresh and then pivoting eventually into the Facebook advertising niche, which at the time was just starting, like it was pretty novice type of advertising. And then I ended up anyways, going through a lot of highs and lows, face planting, all the normal stuff and trying to grow a startup and finally managed to crack a system for myself and then grew Eight Loop. And then that went on to start training agency owners and working with the community of digital marketers and offering training programs and support networks and then events and all that stuff. And yeah, that's sort of the, the, the journey, I guess, like high level in between that. There has been so many highs and lows. And we were just talking about how even, and, Uh, myself, like two years ago, that kind of I I had hit sort of a a burnout stage in my business and had realized that I I was sort of seeking new challenges. And that led to a lot of a lot of growth pains, I almost went completely bankrupt, almost lost the entire business at that stage. But thankfully, it also forced me to really look at the agency and the business and how it was structured. And it was so reliant on me, it it, the, the entire lifespan of my business, I believed, I know now that that was not necessarily true, but I believed that my business was me and it needed me to survive. And that kind of kept me trapped by it. It was sort of a catch 22. So getting out of that was a painful process, but also one of the most exciting and liberating things that I've, I've done. Yeah.
2: You mentioned process a lot, maybe two or three times when you were just talking. Yeah. And I think that that is super important word for any business owner, or, you know, even if you're looking to work somewhere, you know, people want to know, is there a process? Do you have a process? Do you have an onboarding process? Do you have this process, that process? And really, like, I mean, really to survive today, processes are are critical to really scale and survive. So what are some processes, like you said, you created, I think you said a personal process for yourself. What, what are some of those that you could share that you think worked or even didn't work?
0: Well, at the agency level, there's definitely a couple. Well, here's the most in a nutshell. The most important thing to remember with your agency is that if if you if you cannot replicate the 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 service and the outcomes that clients are getting, then you're probably working outside of some kind of scope which is putting your whole team or yourself on a learning curve, which is going to probably drive you straight into the ground very fast or burnout. And that was a very expensive lesson that I learned. It took me a while to figure that out. At first, I was offering all sorts of services. And for example, clients would have, we'd have a lot of different problems with different clients all the time. It just seemed like accounts would always have issues. And Brandon Smiths in our mastermind group made a really good point about this the other day, where he says, like, if you you cannot replicate the service like if someone can't come into your team and replicate the service and the outcome you're probably like doing way too many things in your business and you need to like refocus and start looking at what are the core processes that people are paying you for just build those first and get those pairing properly and then then once you have like that outlined and that's almost systematized where it's like so replicable with every client then there's so much scalability available to you in your business, but it doesn't, cost your mental sanity in the process, you know, because that's a big problem is a lot of agencies start growing and it's like your mental bandwidth and your energy gets depleted the more clients and accounts you have because there's more fires and more things coming to you and more problems. And that's a clear uh, sign that there are, you're missing some of those like core processes. You haven't focused on those enough to really empower the people that are implementing it personally, some of the processes that I like implemented in my personal life, which I had started to do at the beginning, just when I became successful was like really honing in on a mindfulness practice for myself. And also, I mean, yeah, it's interesting. What what is the process in your personal life? Right?
2: (laughs) Well, we were just talking about before we started recording, like, I'm when I'm going through right now, and I'm I have my yoga certification. I meditate every day. I don't teach yoga, but, you know, I'm going, my process is I do yoga. I try to walk as much as possible. I watch my sleep score. I meditate whenever I can. And even sometimes all of those things aren't enough or, you know, they, if you're really suffering, they could be just like band-aids, like a glass of wine, but a little bit healthier. But if I, if you didn't have, if I didn't have those processes in place, like maybe I would be like, you know, have, I would have had a breakdown or I would have like a serious health issue because of the stress I'm going through right now. So I think that, you know, you probably, I'm sure you have processes that are helping you stay healthy on a daily basis and they're either like enough or maybe not enough or too mm. little, you know?
0: I, yeah, I think like when I forgot the, the processes around mindfulness and making that kind of a priority in my life that's when the wheels really started to shake and then as we were talking about before it's like one thing happens after another after another and you keep getting like hit in the face and it gets harder and harder to get up it's almost like if you're a cartoon character like your energy level starts to get like depleted and sucked right and then it makes the whole thing like far more difficult to come back from but I think the key thing for me was I understanding and almost this is going to piss off a lot of people because it's not like popular it's not a good thing to hear, but taking radical responsibility for the shit that is happening to you. Because like with time and greater perspective, what you will often find is the moments where you get shit whipped, or you fail, or you fall on your knees, or you break your nose, or you lose a shit ton of money, and you're so embarrassed and ashamed, or you're feeling such guilt and shame because you're procrastinating to no end, and you have no drive, whatever these things that are happening happening to you with time and greater perspective usually those things are the very things that create the catalyst that leads you to the expansion you desire so it's really just a matter of perspective and I think that requires radical responsibility because that is entirely under your control is like how you perceive the experiences happening to you if you perceive them as like I'm getting shit with by life and it's just one thing after another you're going to feel so drained and it's going to be so exhausting to live life like that because it's, it's not your baseline. You're not supposed to feel that you're supposed to feel good and abundant and successful and joyful. We know this because it feels good. So when your nervous system is telling you, I don't feel good, it's because your perspective or these stories or beliefs or uh, shame that you're, you're living out is, is in fact, you, you, you need to change those around. And that's the hard thing, right? Because uh, you can do yoga, you can do meditation retreats. I did hypnotherapy. I did Reiki. I did therapy, like psycho. I did everything and i spent i'm not even kidding over like a hundred thousand dollars trying to cure my myself of depression and like this perspective that my life i was ruining my life and my life was going down the drain and it was just getting very hard and literally the thing that fixed it was like a change in perspective but to do that it's like it requires you to fully trust in yourself again that that there's that you are like the os system that you are this operating system that is within you nervous system and this mind that you have is the most intelligent highly tech piece of technology we have ever seen on on this universe known universe and that's actually a fact i'm not even making this up like there is no piece of technology that comes close to what you are operating and we forget that we are so powerful when we believe something and we intentionally So much that we will cut ourselves down with our, we will turn these minds against ourselves as weapons and turn them against ourselves, right? And, and suffer in that process. So what I did was I had to, because I, I was such a skeptic at that time. I was like, I can't, I can't, I don't even know why I feel these thoughts, right? how can I change these thoughts when I don't know the source or how and I'm trying everything. And really, it was just a matter of like, not doing anything else during the day. And unless I could make my nervous system feel slightly better than what I was feeling. That was like my number one priority. And I made that a priority for just two weeks. That's what I But To be honest, at that time, like, People are probably listening, going like, well, I can't do that. I have work and kids and I have work and I had kids. But to be honest, I've had a mental breakdown at that stage. And I wasn't even, I was like bed bound. That was,
2: that was last year when the the um, pandemic started. That, that was that- in
0: June. Yeah, just after. Right yeah, after. And the right pandemic after kind of like affected it because it was just doom and gloom around the world at that time. But it had been a long time coming, to be honest. It was, it was, it was beyond the pandemic. But yeah, so so I was able to prioritize those two weeks. And that's all it took And I, and I fundamentally believe that that is like, the thing is, we are, yeah, we're just forgetting that we are very, very, we're, we're forgetting to trust ourselves, I think is the main thing. We're really forgetting to trust ourselves. We're forgetting to set the target to this OS system. Like, this is what I want. This is what I really want. And this is why, because it's going to make me feel good. And then we're forgetting to trust and appreciate the process. So that's how I got out of it. And that's kind of been my journey. And we were talking before for me the most magical thing in hindsight of my depression and the experience that I went through was that through that process because of my mental breakdown it forced me it forced my team to figure shit out and then I ended up attracting like two amazing business partners because of everything that had gone down and now I'm in a situation that I literally was journaling about like I was like I want to sell my you know this is like my dream I don't have to work and I just want to be able to have a business that like pays dividends and does really well and a happy team but I don't these are the things I used to journal about and that's yeah this was like my fantasy and It was my mental breakdown that brought me there. Who? Go figure. Because Because you created space for that to to happen. Yeah. I wasn't able to break the things that needed to break the beliefs, the stories. the Because the truth is, if you really believed truly 100% or you truly were aligned with the desires that you want in life, you would have them right this minute. So if you don't have them right this minute, it's probably because there's some kind of resistance happening in terms of like what you think the world works in or how things need to play out for you or it's actually not for your best interest at all like you you think you want that guy but he's about to break your heart you know <laughs> so there's yeah. a better guy coming so there's something even better coming your way it's you know so yeah I I, I think that was like a, a big thing for me is it, but obviously that's only something you can say with time right and perspective and go like oh my god I see now why I lost 200,000 thousand dollars on this project and like at the time you know it's mortifying and but you you realize like most of the most successful people on this planet and I don't just mean financially although we can look at that too but they you know they just they don't get not pummeled just they don't you know, what I'm trying to say is they face just as many face plants and challenges and bitch slaps from life. Like everybody dies, right? People lose people in their families, they lose loved ones, accidents happen, diseases, COVID, all these things, it's all happening to all of us. So no one is immune to that. So how can it be that some people can be so abundant and successful and happy and well, and yet these things and circumstances are still happening in their lives, right? And I think it's how we shift the perspective, the life of this OS system that we're operating that makes the entire difference. Yeah.
2: I think a lot of people listening, it, whether they work at an agency or own an agency can really relate to what you were describing earlier of like, you know, going out of scope and not having, you know, wanting to please the clients or not turn away new business because it's business type of thing. And, you know, we've, I've definitely gone through that. And one of the things that I think that, I mean, I've learned over the years for sure, but I relearn it (laughs) is that you have to have boundaries and, you know, sometimes you have to fire a client because they're toxic and just having a negative, bringing negative energy and basically like, you know, spreading it like a disease across your whole company. And can you, give us any advice on has that happened to you in the past? And how do you recognize it and like cut it off as soon as possible?
0: Yeah, I feel like this is one of those lessons that we each just we have to go through like no matter how how many times because it's like when you're getting started out, you're just so excited that people are saying yes to you. And there's almost a sense of like surreal disbelief. Like people are paying me these fees and, and, or you just need the money. So you'll say yes to like mm-hmm. clients that, even though your gut is telling you, like, mm. and a lot of the times when clients are starting to cause issues in your business and And the biggest issue is like psychological drain, right? Like if it's psychologically draining you or your team, that's like very poisonous, dangerous stuff, right? Because your mind, your mindset is everything and your team's mindset, right? Likewise. So if a client starts draining you in that way, the desire to keep them on board is usually attached with like a, you know, a fear of losing that revenue, a fear of losing the income tied to that account. But what I have found, is like the moment you back your business and your team or back you know what you will energetically or whatever you will stand up for setting boundaries for yourselves and your client base and expectations around that usually when you say no to that one bad client like all of a sudden you'll find like 10 times the revenue flowing in after like as soon as you do that it's usually such a beautiful like clearing of like ah But yeah, it means like you're stepping into the unknown a lot. The fear of like, we're going to, we're going to fire this client now and we're going to lose 10,000 or $25,000 a month in revenue. And what is that going to mean for the business and the team and all of that? But what you'll find is you were probably like, if they were paying in the ass client, you're probably losing money on them anyways, (laughs) you know? And, and the psychological like drainage of that is costing money as well.
2: Yeah. Well, it's very inspiring to hear your story and where you are right now. And I'm just wondering, you know, I held this up before we started that I wanted to talk about agency ownership, do's don'ts and depression. So now that you're, I know it hasn't been that long, but you've kind of been more on the outside looking in since maybe the summer and like slowly coming back. Yeah. Do you see, can you, can you like, is it easier for you to see the do's and don'ts of agency, you know, management and, and what can, what, are, what's, what have you been enlightened
1: on that would be helpful? Hello. Oh, wait, is this thing on? Hi, it's Lisa Beyer. I just wanted to tell you really quick, I'm launching a course called modern PR secrets. And I wanted you to be the first to know you can check it out at the buyer group.com under resources. Now let's get back to this interview.
0: Yeah, I think it's just like going back to the whole thing I was saying at the beginning, I've just it's been a whole like coming coming home, like come to Jesus moment of like remembering how your 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 perceptions and your beliefs and the stories you tell yourself are going to determine everything. So I think like, if I, if I look at it, like, on a high level now as like the do's and don'ts of running an agency it probably all starts with like well what what, yeah where where are we going at with this thing like be very very clear on like what what's what are you wanting out of your business and what do you want your business to do for you and what does that look like and because failing to do that I think just gets you like stuck in 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 the business that you're in but the good thing is like the agency space is like really booming right now the common like do's and don'ts is like obviously if you want to learn something any kind of skill like just find people like even peers or groups or communities of people that will help you get to where you want and like surround yourself that's the easiest way to like elevate the beliefs that you have and normalize like a new way or a new a lot of people starting out for example they think like charging $2,000 a month is a lot of money. And then they start, if you start putting them in a room where agencies are charging $30,000 a month, that person is going to naturally like shift their whole perception of what they can charge and what's possible for them. So I think that that's like the most powerful tools is like, just, yeah, find support and like, Immerse your mind and your brain and what's possible. Find success stories, like just surround yourself with like evidence that shows that what you want is possible because the agency space is booming. There's a lot of money to be made in this industry. It's like growing despite COVID. It's actually like on the rise. Yeah. So There's really no excuse to not be able to generate money in this space. And if you're not generating money, if you're unable to get that flow, usually it's because like you're creating a bottleneck somewhere along the way.
2: Yeah, I don't know if you went through this. I'm kind of going through it right now as I'm pulling back, similar to what you did, and it was hard because I pretty much felt like I was good at a lot of different things in the agency. So I'm good at being on the client front lines. I'm good at new business. I I really love the creative side of it. I'm a writer. You know, there. So there are so many things that I could do, and I too was like very just in the weeds of so many different areas that I just could have, and, and I'm letting go of and having trusting the universe and the people that my team to do it. But what. What I'm finding is I got to a point, you know, maybe at the beginning of the year that I just talking to clients and this wasn't how it, how it was before, but like talking to clients was like acid on my skin. Like I just really couldn't take the client calls and I took everything super personal and, you know, was emotionally attached to the outcomes or whether or not they were happy. And it was like really, really weighing on me. So once I took myself off the, the client front lines, I, then it opened up to me, made me realize like what I really find joy in is where I really should place myself on the creative and the strategy and like taking myself off of these like areas that like somebody else can do no problem and probably a better job than me. And I'm like, now I'm really deciding, okay, I'm not doing that anymore because I don't really need to be the one doing it, but I really love doing this creative stuff or the the strategy and coming up with ideas. Did that happen to you? Like when you started peeling off the...
0: Yeah, I think this is super common. Like most of us start as freelancers, one-man bands. We're mm-hmm. like the visionary integration if you've read like Rocket Fuel and it's like we're wearing all the hats in our business and there's such fuel underneath us and fire and passion and purpose that we're able to like sustain ourselves sometimes for many many years but then what will happen is if the hats that you're wearing in your business are not something that is like inspiring or aligned with yourself eventually it's going to degrade at the soul and you will self-sabotage that like you will 100% start like procrastinating responding to client emails and all of that stuff because it's like it's not it's not your thing right and and you were so really the the number one job, even if you are not intending on building a big agency or a big team is almost to figure out a way to get to fire yourself out of each role, like to hire yourself out of each role, each hat that you're wearing. That's like, the most important job you have is first recognizing what are those hats and then what are the responsibilities and tasks beneath those hats that I'm doing and who can I bring on that's actually going to build better processes for me of how I've been doing it because I know that I've only been doing a slightly good job at it because I've been wearing 20 other hats in my business. So I, there's no way I could have been doing a hundred percent with it. And, and how do we, and ideally start with the things that really degrade you or like you really are resisting or dry like if you really hate sales, it's probably a good idea to like beeline or figure out a way to bring on a salesperson or a contractor or somebody to appointment setter like ASAP in your business so that you don't reach that breaking point and potentially burn your whole business to the ground in that, you know? Yeah, you for through. sure. I went through that too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah. I mean, I love hearing that you're creating content and, you know, doing like the videos. Isn't it
0: also like so inspiring to talk about this and be like, because I remember at one stage in time, literally like circa young cat, 29 years old or whatever, who would have salivated at the idea of being on client calls or like just getting to manage an account would have was like seems such a prestigious thing to me like oh, like it's like ah you know and then you get to you grow to the point where that's like boring and you want to poke at your skin like you said yeah, isn't yeah. that so inspiring to be like wow there was this there was not even this moment in your mind when you were younger where you could have imagined being bored of that situation and wanting bigger challenges yeah, i bigger loved it and expansions you know Yeah. Uh, So it's such a cool thing to, yeah, to also recognize there's no shame or guilt in it. It's part of growth and expansion, right? But you have to prepare your business for that because it's very unlikely there's only very few people on this planet that can continue to do the same thing over and over again for 50 years on end and be happy with that. Most of us, especially in the entrepreneurial space, are visionaries and we like burn, but we need new like peaks to Tuck our our teeth into and new challenges, and we have to grow constantly. Otherwise, we are we will burn it to the ground.
2: Well, and I think if we just can compare our agencies to Disney, (laughs) I mean, if you work at Disney, you have to start at the bottom to get up to the top. So we basically, you know, can train and coach anybody in any position in the agency because we've done it all, and now we don't need to. But we know what you know. We can be the coach, and we can be the strategist, and we can say, you know what, this client is bringing us very negative energy and is it the right chemistry and is off brand for us. And we're going to have to just like move on and we're able to do that, but we couldn't have done that. Like, you know, in our first couple of years of, of owning an agency or a business.
0: Yeah, no, it's, it, it's a really cool process. And it, well, I'm saying the word again, <laughs> it comes down to processes. Basically. <laughs> and unfortunately Unfortunately, if you are that visionary personality, you are going to hate putting processes together like you almost you almost have to find like that almost have to has to be the first person you bring on is somebody so true, or, or the contractors that you bring on have to create those processes for you, it has to be part of the agreement. Because uh, recognizing that is also important. A lot of visionaries can't do processes and that's how they get stuck wearing all the hats and thinking they're the only ones that can do it right. Thinking they're the only ones that know how to do this in the whole entire world and no one could ever replace them. That's usually why is because we're fundamentally shitty at mapping out like what we're what we're doing. When really yeah, we're yeah. always going through a process, even if you think it's like a creative download from the universe that no one else can tap into, you know, there's a process behind it. Yeah,
2: that's so true. This is like a sideline angle that I just wanted to ask you about, because you you do have the largest Facebook advertising group in the world and you started it you know, and you have several other groups that I don't know, one of them I know is still active and part of the mastermind group, but what are, what's your opinion today on Facebook groups as far as building community and being a you know, it's almost like a, another side business to the agency, but it's also another kind of like a funnel in in some ways. Right.
0: Yeah. I think like we obviously did really well from Facebook ad hacks and it continues to be a pretty good source of leads and business for us. So I think it's just like any other audience if you're I don't think it's as easy to grow a group as it was say like two or three years ago um so I think we definitely got lucky with like the wave that we were riding there and Facebook was really pushing groups but it's just like any other audience at the end of the day if you don't nurture it it's not going to do fuck all for you it's like an email list it won't do anything and it takes work and you have to nurture it and you have to create content for it. And, and so it's, it's like, it's obviously amazing, but there are many other ways to get audiences and it's just like another form of an audience. Yeah, yeah.
2: I know that it's, it is still kind of like a big thing that brands talk about in general. Should I start a Facebook group? You know, I have the, since the Facebook page really doesn't do anything from an organic standpoint. And there's some groups I'm part of that. I don't even pay attention to anything, but then there's some groups that are just like yours is, is awesome. And you know, the content is amazing and very engaging. And, you know, it's just, I, I think that, like you said, you have to really nurture it and it's not just going to be, you know.
0: Yeah. How do you nurture them in to yeah leads and sales because I think it's a good it's a good option if you're wanting customers to like openly talk about you and or or the problems and the solutions if it's that kind of product or service then yeah I think it's a good kind of audience because it's very like a Facebook group is very much how social media was always intended a two-way conversation right it's not like written on a wall and only one person can respond and that's it it's like a a super conversational type of it's like a forum, right? So it works really well for brands or businesses or services that would invite like conversations around the problems that their customers are facing or even the pro- the products or solutions or things like that. Yeah, if, that, if it lends itself well to like conversational stuff, then a group is great for that because you don't have many platforms, you know, like you have Reddit and stuff, but that's like a whole different genre of audience and other forums and stuff but it's yeah it's good conversational style so you can like have people defending you right and or people like will often go in ad hacks and be like what programs do you recommend and then we have like all these people in the group that are already in there that are recommending us and that's like 10 times more valuable than us like someone posting us that on our timeline and us responding with you know
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: There's, I mean, I think if you're in the digital marketing world, whatever whatever type of agency you are, one of the problems that you can't let kind of you get sucked into would be there's so many things you can do lives you can do you know every every social media channel has a live you know the facebook groups and it's like podcasts you know you can have your own show you can have your own youtube channel it's just like you really like just we're doing the strategy for clients we have to do the same strategy for ourselves and we know that we can't be equal everything and we have to really focus on what's bringing us you know what is serving us and then eliminate 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 i mean the one with the pandemic that I really appreciate is not having to travel. I was like traveling to so many conferences and speaking at so many events. That It
0: was good, right? It's like forced like R&R.
2: Yeah, and I I don't think, I know I'll never go back to doing that again. I don't know. A lot of people say that, that they will not go back to that type of travel schedule again.
0: (laughs) I said that during (laughs) lockdown. I was like, I'll never buy a coffee every day again. That didn't last long.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, Kat, I thank you so much for joining. And do you have any other last words of wisdom when it comes to tips on beating depression, whether it's a book or something to follow on Instagram or a coach or any, anything that comes to mind. Yeah. There there's,
0: there's so many people and resources and places to turn to. You're definitely never alone. If you're feeling like you are, and you're feeling like There's no corner or road or option or I've been there and I understand like the depths that it can get to. But I've also speaking from someone coming out of the other side of it, just push through like your, your, your nervous system is telling you things need to be broken. And if it feels like things are breaking, that's a great fucking sign. You're coming through the other end of it. Just focus on yourself, prioritize, reach out to support like it is there. Talk to people find communities of people of entrepreneurs because it's very common in the space that we're in especially and it's very isolating and lonely the risks we put ourselves in the challenges we the pressures we put ourselves under is way more than a lot of people so it's understandable that your mind is going to sometimes be in a high tension space and finding support and and accepting and receiving and trusting yourself through the process i think is really important and if you, yes. you don't have anyone to reach out to reach out to me yeah
2: that's awesome where where can we reach out to you on instagram well actually no i was going to, talk to
0: about that i don't know how to check my messages (laughs) okay reach out on yeah well cat howl on instagram or cat howl my facebook page
2: the one thing we didn't talk about real quick just give us a recap on theory of her and you know it's not you've
1: got that going too
0: (laughs) pleasure spray yeah that's my new challenge is like empowering sex female sexual health theory of her so physical product startup meet by me and my sister a few years ago and yeah if you guys want to check that out it's theoryofher.com and it's just a little bit raunchy a little bit different yeah i mean that is the trend though i mean you know it's yeah. advertising and raunch yeah yes actually yes. that does not mix at all no <laughs> get banned really fast Yeah, you your profile deleted yeah. really fast
2: yeah, um, unfortunately, we are probably having a hard time with those face- Those Facebook yeah, ads no. aren't working. They're, not, they're getting disapproved, uh, <laughs> uh, but we'll definitely check it out. Thanks, Kat, so much. And if we'll put all the links or anything that you mentioned with the groups and everything and the show notes and really appreciate your thank time you
0: for having me. sharing.